Yeah, late ill kid at one yourself holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. What is up, my people? Today, all oh, yeah, coming with another wonderful episode of That's Right, man. Chopping up in the shop. We getting the barbershop on. We got yo, we got the barbershop quartet. You know, almost a quartet. Solar jumped out for a second. He'll probably be jumping back in soon. He might be able to hear us. I'm not sure. But we up in here to talk about Atlanta. That's right. The big payback. <laughs> Revenge. Big payback. That's right. Don't know karate and no crazy. <laughs> People, that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> Sold me out for chicken change. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh man, yo, look, y'all better go back and listen. <laughs> the real range on dead That's right. Get you in the mood. That's right. It's classic. I right, classic. Well, I was in the movie. I still got the album. <laughs> man, it, straight classic, y'all. James Brown, Godfather of Soul. All right, you know what I'm saying. So we all look, we, we all love him, but I'm not by myself. You know what I'm saying? Right over here, top square, gift. Say what's up. Yo, what's really good with you guys? Ah, I'm ready for this one. I wasn't ready for what this episode was about to bring, but I'm ready to talk about what this episode is about to bring. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Diagonal square at the bottom. We got Coop from Blurtish. What's up? What's up, folks? This is how you find me. Uh, that's right. Upgrading. Con ready. Right. I see you. I see you. I see you. And last but not least, right here in the bottom square, have the one and only cinematic sorcerer. Solar Gray. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's the Solar Gray, the Cinematic Sorcerer. And for this one, I'm going to just put this up right now because y'all going to want to at me. So at me at backinthedeck at gmail.com because, man, <laughs> were we not ready for this one? I, I love this show. So um, let's go and open up the floor for initial reaction. Uh, what let me let me um throw it to Mr. Cooper. What was your initial reaction of this episode? Like the second the the screen went dark, you know, second it was all over. Dark. You saw the director's name, you know. what I'm saying, how you did know you feel it? about this show? Glad you said it like that. I'm ready to give Atlanta Emmy right now for this episode for this series, this season <laughs> right now. Love this episode. Yo, man. Great. All right, cool, and cool gift. Man, look, whenever it first started, I was just like, okay, all right, so are we going to get back to, like, we're going to get back to Paperboy and all of them? Then it kept going. I was like, yo, man, all right, let's see what we're going with it. Oh, and then the laughing started. Oh, then the laughing started. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Like, I thought it was a great setup for it. It yeah, was a great it, setup, but it's also kind of scary simultaneously what would, it would actually mean. And I can explain that later, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Gray. So for those of y'all that don't know me and don't see me on these shows, I want to make it very clear publicly that 
Darius equals life goals for me. All right. <laughs> so I'm sitting up and I tuned into the episode this week and I'm like, oh, cool. We got more Darius overseas talking about existential philosophy and um, wrapped in ideas. That's great. And then I see this episode Mm-mm. and I'm going, <laughs> oh, well, now. <sighs> <laughs> let's see how it's going to turn out strap in because mr glover mr mr glover this this is i spent a lot of time studying politics and political discussions in private and this whole episode showed me it, it was it, it showed me i'm not alone in my assumption of so this is what white people actually are afraid reparations will look like <laughs> yeah okay all right if this is what y'all think i get it <laughs> yes. let's just talk so it don't end up like this <laughs> sorry so okay so my first uh my initial my initial reaction is i love that i love that atlanta is able to be whatever it wants to be Yes, I I love that. I love that Atlanta is any and everything it wants to be at any time. (laughs) You don't know. Atlanta, you really don't know what you're going to get. Like you just show up and you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. So, (laughs) so I love that about one on the panel that studied um, surrealism and absurdism. Well, well, no, like I've never studied it, but I know what it is. But I mean, still. It's rarely done in television this way. And well, also, to say this way, we're rarely given a show created by a black person where they have probably this level of control. It's been only up until this in recent history. Like we didn't have this kind of control from black creators during the 80s and 90s. So this is something this is something that is coming to fruition in more modern of history. If you I will see. tell you, like this show, like number one, we are just now pulling out of that range as black creators where we're stuck doing this show, but white. <laughs> or this show, but black. This show, but black. It's like Leave it to Beaver, but black. You'll love Steve Urkel, you know? Um, and... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, when we do it right, it's done right because it's Twin Peaks, but real black. Like real black. (laughs) From the first episode, first episode of season one, where it opened up the box of hot wings and got that Pulp Fiction glow, I'm like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) The lemon pepper wet. (laughs) Uh, Lemon pepper wet, yeah. Uh, Everything is feeling, everything is exaggerated, and there's a point behind all this. But you either got to be really willing, like willing to see stuff way outside of your box or be on those outskirts of people that have been floating outside of everyone else's boxes going, wow, it's so big out here. Hashtag Darius Life Goals. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So so with that said, we're going to go in and get into... The real review. Now, if you brand new, once again, because I usually get people that are brand new um, on the show. If you're brand new, be aware. The way we re- review the show, it's not, it's not a recap. We're not going to go scene by scene. What we're going to do 
is basically talk about this as if we're in the barbershop. So we go and jump around. We assume that you've seen the show. We got Ghost MKC and Tyler Bennett in the chat. So what's up to y'all? But we're going to go through this like y'all seen it. <laughs> so we're going to go through it like you've seen it. And we're just going to kick around topics. So I'm going to throw this out just so people know. Because I'm going to throw this out in the middle of the episode. Ex-wife was like, I can't have my, my finances take a hit. She was like, I'm Persian. He was like, you was white yesterday. No, Peruvian. <laughs> Peruvian. Oh, sorry. She was like, I was, I'm Peruvian. It's yeah, like, girl, you was white yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, bro, this, this was one of those things that I like. I love. And it's something that I think is annoyingly happening now where it's people are trying to disassociate from yeah. that quote, that quote, quote, examination of whiteness whenever yeah. it's no longer beneficial. Like, you yeah. see it how many people, like, back in, people would talk about Native American, or they'll break down into the, oh, I'm not white, I'm Italian, da 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 da, da. And it's like, yo, whenever it doesn't work for you, because in this era, where it's starting to be less cool, shout out, yeah. by the way, and I wanted to say, shout out to Netflix, because they're the ones that popularize the need for help, Tell us for a lot of streams the need for us to be able to get as much content and be as out the box because you got to fill content as crazy as possible. Mm. But like in this element, we're already seeing these things happening as it's beneficial to the person. You're white whenever it's beneficial or you are whatever your specific culture as it is beneficial. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I got a little answer for that, though, because they did talk about this in, um, in the show. And I'm with you 100%. You know, anybody that can pass can pass when it comes time to get the benefits. Okay, th- that is how America was built with all the Facts. people that have been folded into whiteness over history. Facts. Okay, because, you know, um, got to give a shout out to the Italians and the shout outs to the Irish, you know. Uh, all the people that said, no, we hate black people too. And then you're white enough. Um, but the major thing that they pointed out was that the Jews are in a special place. Okay. The Jewish community is in a special place because they're like, um, let's be specific. Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi Jews in that one. Yes. Ashkenazi. Yes. Jews, Cause it's like, Whoa, we just got here and we, we came here as refugees, yo. So, uh, and so. also, like that dude said, when they, uh, when they started banning the, the uh, book Mouse, dude mm-hmm. was on CNN himself literally said, I thought we were honorary whites. He said that on national yeah. TV. So it's like, even they came in, they was low-key, were like, hey, look, black people, we sort of know the struggle. Like, we weren't, we weren't enslaved for like 400 years. We sort of know the struggle, but you're on your own, bruh. <laughs> new country, go new country, far. new me. Mm. I'm not gonna go that far because I'm real plugged into this community. It's more uh, like, all right, we're here on a hall pass, so we're gonna keep our head down because they can yank that in a minute, just bruh. like they did everywhere else, right? You know, because remember, 1942 wasn't that long ago, <laughs> so they came here, we was in the middle of Jim Crow, right. and you know, so so it was like, it was like. Yeah. So they were like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to be over here. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Just don't come for us. We, we licking our wounds, you know? So, you know, I, I, I got to put that out there because that came up in the episode with the lady like 69% Ashkenazi. It's like, all right, yeah, no, she knows that she wasn't going to get hit. 
But um, and it's funny how her energy changed too. Her oh, energy the day oh, yeah, before was like, uh, she was like, she was like, this is horrible. I can't believe this is happening. Blah blah blah. Then when it won't her, she was like, what? I think he got off easy. Well, <laughs> so I mean that's just human. All right, I mean, we don't. That's our problem. I mean, if I bring up Rwanda, right? Anybody that was there was like, no, 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 no I'm Hutu. I'm Hutu. No, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm, 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 I'm Hutu. You know, our energy always changes when we know that we are not the one they gunning for. You know, right. every single time we're driving down the street and we hear them sirens, and we start checking, we start going, hold up, hold up, I'm not doing speed limit. I got any weed on me? You know, all, all that stuff. Then they fly by, and it's like, ooh, should have like, been speeding, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. I remember I was driving by and there was this car that was pulled over and I was like, I literally started to pray, like no lie, literally started to pray because I thought it was a young brother and I know what can happen. Mm-hmm. And I, as I was driving by, I saw it was a white girl. I was like, oh, she all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, tur- I turned that prayer off. She didn't even need that. <laughs> Don't worry, God. You good. <laughs> you good. Don't waste your time. She gonna be alright. I'm just keeping it real. She gonna, right. she gonna be alright. I was like, dear Lord, please protect sure, this, bro. Oh, sure she good. Crap, no. I don't even smoke weed. I don't carry weed. But when I'm walking down the street and I see a black and white, I'm like, I hope I don't match the description of something that happened nearby. <laughs> alright, so 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 cool, so cool. What what's on your mind, man? What's a, you you ruminating over there? I just still have to say, like the part where she hit him with that Peruvian bread, that <laughs> that was breaking my. That was it gave, it it gave life to what we said before. With me, the conversations me and you have had, mm-hmm. it's like the Glovers reached into our mind cannon and just pulled it out and shot out this idea, of exactly what we said in what episode one so or one. Two, like in the beginning, yeah. where it was like the Italians and all those. It's like when they're not when when they when whiteness doesn't work for them, even though they can they accept to the party, they will dip out and they get to pass that game. But at the same time, the revert we saw the reverse of it in episode three. But she could she didn't get allowed to play that game. Now they reverse it Man. right back. So I just love what the Glovers are doing. They're playing like tennis with the idea of whiteness. They really are volleying back and forth. Yeah, because see, it was cool. All up until like Trayvon Martin, then things started changing a little. Because remember, when Trayvon Martin happened, we had strength on Twitter. So now all of a sudden, the social circles are starting to change. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though we don't run the discourse of major monetized multimedia, we still control a lot of the social circle energy around online. So conversations starting to happen. Videos on Twitter, videos on Instagram, TikTok as it comes up, YouTube and stuff. Now all of a sudden, it's not always cool. And I remember there was a there was a lady. Oh, hmm, how big can I be? There was a lady on a movie show on YouTube that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, she's a she's a Latina, right? But she essentially has operated as a white woman in America. And something happened to Mexican people, and she was like, um, she was like, it's horrible what they're doing to Mexicans and I'm Mexican and this that, and the third and blah 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 and all of a sudden all these tweets started coming up under her talking about yeah you Mexican but you've had those blue contacts and blonde hair for X amount of years and I was like oh oh oh, oh. and I'm like they do they'll come up in this joint and be like all right well um check it um 
Jessica Alba? So know. ain't nobody looking. <laughs> as long as ain't nobody looking, <laughs> I'm white. <laughs> right. And like, I was just like, I remember, I felt, I felt like, dang. See, they got you. I'm so, see, I'm of so many minds about this because as much as I want to be mad, okay, as much as I want to be mad at mm -hmm. that uh, at that personality you're talking to, um, I'll even put Stacy Dash on this one. All right, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be mad, but at the same time, they are doing everything they got to do. Like they're going along to get along. In a system that wouldn't let them be themselves. Stacy went a little bit, a little bit along too much, dude. Yeah, but I, I, oh no, don't I, don't get me wrong. There are lines. All right? She kind of went out of her because, way. Line step because, like, don't let the smooth case fool you. I straight put on my leopard, my leopard print cowboy hat, and um, exercise my hand right here if I ever see Candace Owens in real life. All right, seriously, we're, I'm straight up drop squatting her. But, but there is a level. You, you know what I mean? So there, there is really, um, there is really like, when I look at this, I'm like, all right, the pervasiveness of white and male supremacy is so big in this country that our base levels of what is acceptable and what isn't infects everybody, even though it only works for a tiny few. You yeah. know, like we live in the 21st century, ain't nobody, nobody, under the um, under the income limit of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year individually, in a marriage where both people don't work, okay, nobody. We we you can't get housing for that much. Yet there are still people in our community that thinks a woman's place is in the kitchen, and a man should be out there earning and providing for his family. You know, and where did we learn that? You know. We learned that from the very few people that all this stuff was built up to hold up. So can we can we get mad at the people who got infected by that disease that took? You know, I mean that that's that's the part that that's the part that I wrestle with. I all guess right. my, I oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I'll just you 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 do raise a good question, but at the same time, it's like where does where does the line stop? Yes, we. It, you, gotta, you participate in capitalism. You're gonna have to do it, no matter what. No matter what, some, you know, not to say hippie or whatever. You know, I, I'm open minded, but yeah. we got to bring home money. But right. they're they're hard questions. They're really hard questions. Stop selling your my liners. Yeah, I know. When do you stop selling to be accepted? And it's like, where do you draw the line for your core values? And that's just something we all have to wrestle with. But when you get your, when you have a platform. And you open your goddamn mouth to talk about black people, such and such, blah blah. And you're black, and you're hitting your Candace Owens. And I see Stacey Dash. Look, I'm a black man from Louisiana. Literally attack black men from Louisiana. I was like, I watched that. And I'm like, goddamn. Hey, Stacey you know what? <laughs> see, I'm well, like that. But at the same time, James well, Brown did the same thing, bro. You know, when we take that that personal responsibility narrative a little bit too far with the. I came from nothing. I did it. Therefore, anybody can. I was talking with a brother that was like, he grew up literally around the corner from me. We are in the same hood. And he's talking about how much he hates the boys that are just sitting on the corner kicking at the gas station. And I'm like, hold up. I know where you grew up. Okay. I, uh, we, we chewed the same dirt. We went to the same library growing up. Quick question. Did you have both parents? 
Yes. Were they both working? Yes. What did they do? They were teachers. So I'm like, your brother from the hood on the tail end of the gang wars um, with two parents that are married together and who value education and you were applying all those advantages that you had to people that you don't know. I mean, I grew up in a single parent home, but my mom was old school and into education to the day she died. It was education is the key, everything. You know, my first four, my first four purchases that she got for me was a copy of the Bible, a copy of Little Women, a copy of the, the World Book Encyclopedia and a dictionary that came with it. So all of the stuff, all of the accomplishments that I've made as a, as a guy from the hood were not typical for the other kids on my block because some of them had parents who, who got caught up in the system. Others had parents that were also caught up in that plantation. So we're not a monolith, you know? But when they start pushing this whole personal responsibility thing, and when they start pushing the, I got out, so can you, I'm like, what tools did you have that the other brothers didn't, <laughs> you know? Like who opened the door for you? Well, I think there's there's two parts that you got to take from that because there's one side of it where you recognize that there is a, a a systemic effort that goes along, and I'm sorry for the blackout right now, people. So forgive me. You'll see the face, but uh, you'll, you'll you'll be alright, Tyler. You'll be alright. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it it's one thing to be able to to we rec we have to recognize, of course, this is, there's a systemic element that comes into the our uh, uh one's ability to grow but we also can't ignore the fact that we have been in situations where we have examples of people who have been in similar situations who have found themselves out so i think the concept sometimes when it goes anybody can do it which is an accurate statement the problem is whenever we judge the people based off of anybody can do it as opposed to saying so it goes from being anybody can do it to not everybody can do it, but anybody can do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because they, they, they forget that the operative term is can. And they also forget the era that they may have came, may have came up in. They also may be forgetting the uh, the support system that they might have, that someone else might exactly. not have. Exactly. All kinds of things come together to make, like, you know, like, you know, we, we, all love, we all love Jordan. We all love LeBron. We all love Kobe. Do you know how many Kobe's that was out there in the streets? You know how many Kobe's? You know how many Kobe's everyone came up with, but he got he got caught up in some stuff. Maybe behind one of his best friends, behind his brother, behind some girl. You know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, he locked up, or he shot right. at the park, or just behind but, matching the description of a crime that happened within six miles. Yeah. So now now he's arrested. You know what I'm saying? And college college hopes is gone because they don't want to deal with anyone who's getting arrested. All kinds of stuff exactly. like that. That stuff happens. So it's like all this thing like, oh, well, uh, you can do it too. Or any situation throughout school, they're like, oh, well, education is the way. It's like, well, just because it's not in school doesn't mean it's not education. And then you also have to look at education differently as a black man when stats literally say themselves, we are the most disciplined uh, um, person in school. So think about a black man's mindset or a black boy's mindset. In school, I am the right. most disciplined out of every group, no matter tall, short, fat, skinny, boy, girl, whatever, Colombian, Hawaiian, Mexican, Asian, white, whatever. We are the most disciplined. So think about how someone in school, in traditional school, would feel about going to college. 
Like, nah, bro. Look, hey, I've done twelve years of this. I don't, I don't feel like this. I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. I've, I've gone through all this. I'm, I'm we cool. We just got out. Hired Chieto Edgio Four to play me in the movie. I'm done with these twelve years. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you know, I just, I just graduated high school. I don't feel like, and there's other ways to get this stuff, or there's What's... other, there's other avenues, you know, and also with the, the idea that school is getting more expensive and getting less profitable. You know what I'm saying? For for your person is, you know, another reason to look at it where it's like, well, maybe I don't want to look. So people have to people have to also understand that, oh, oh, well, you're not a high powered CEO. Well, I'm not interested in that. I wasn't interested in the path to take to do that because of how this world treats people. Because if I'm going to be a high powered CEO and be a black man, most of the time I have to be the only one in the room. And I'm not interested in being that anymore. If I ever was. You're always a high power CEO. You're the CEO of you. You are your business. You are the most important business to yourself. As one says, you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. So you always <laughs> got to be about your business and you got to handle it. Whatever. If you work a nine to five, you got to come home. You got to pay your bills. You are a cog in the system to some degree, no matter what. So you're going to have to handle your business and learn some things, how to, you know, progress in this world. That don't mean you always got to go to the extreme, and but see, you know, capitalism. And that kind of brings. But here's the here's a, yeah. here's the other kicker. Oh. It it the I, and the operative. I, I love what you guys are saying, but the key that we can all come into, uh, at least in common, is an effort has to be made. Like there's yeah. a difference between the factor of not capable, not having maybe said opportunity, but if anything is granted, especially whenever it is in a place like this that has maybe not so much this whenever you have an access point let's say like the internet that you have it you mm -hmm. need to you have an opportunity so there is something now again to what level does it mean of course like you said uh uh like like you said like it education doesn't have to be traditional but there is an education that is always going to be involved you have to learn something you have to develop something and we know that Things don't just happen, regardless of whatever you want to perceive it. So I think the ele that element still has to be taken in. And that's where I think criticism comes in. I just think it ends up always getting displaced whenever it comes to those heavy critics, as in they just simply are not, as opposed to what is it that needs to be able to be the motivation factor? Or even more importantly, what is it that you need to do to make it through a world that's going to be tough? Like, there's no such thing as an easy world. It's just a differentiation of easy in what format. So it's just, what do we need to do? Or what does that person need to do to be able to do that? And to relate it back to the episode, uh, just real quick, because I, I wanted to just really recontextualize it. It's seeing that idea of, in the episode, whiteness being associated into slave owner, as opposed to just race. It became like almost in the same way that black always gets associated to urban or inner city. It was a very interesting, but then it goes into what is it that you're doing with it? Yeah. You know, and I, I was I, I was going there too, because um, yeah, this really does bring us back to the episode because once that association was made, okay, and this is where I thought the episode was brilliant. Um all of the things that are associated with day-to-day -day, white privilege i know i know at me i know people <laughs> that stuff was taken away 
from the main character. He <laughs> was given the black experience. Yes. He was almost no. taken. He lost his family. All the people around him turned their backs on him because they're just trying to survive. You know, right. we got the Peruvian woman, you know, the ex-wife saying, look, I love you. I know you're going through a hard time right now, but I can't let you drag me down. Sign these papers, you know, and that was when she lost her whiteness, where she was like, no, yeah. I'm Peruvian. I'm Peruvian and we still got a kid to raise. So you go and take this hit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if this cools down, you'll be able to see your kid again. I'm like, hmm. That's almost like being thrown in jail for something you didn't do, huh? And I loved, loved, loved that the end of this episode took this high-powered CEO, took the world's support away, gave him the world's ire that a lot of us have every day, and mm -hmm. showed with all of his training, all of his education, all of that stuff, once he lost the support system of society at large, he ended up being a waiter. Yep. You know? <laughs> uh, yep. I'm just like, yeah, see, that that is what it is. This thing beyond you happened, and the world turned its back on you. Now you're trying to survive. And um, you can him and Han say it ain't fair, and I get it. You know, I understand. Um, what did you guys think of the conversation with homie by the pool? Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. let me. Oh, you want to jump into that? Can I jump well, into I, that? I did want to throw in, because we were heavy for a second. So I did yeah, want to throw in this. Shouts out, shouts out to the uh, the employees at the job that showed up like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo. <laughs> like, hey. Homie girl was like, ah. Because uh, look, whenever we get a win, whenever we get a win, we be like, we be like, oh, snap. I, I just love that. The, the whole, what? This affects all yeah. of us, Tyrone. Can I say this? What you not all of us. Right. Yeah, that, this, this show, not that it has to be our happiness and white sorrow doesn't have to result in black happiness. But in this case, just having that little bit of joy that we're winning and doing yeah, it in it, your face. And, the, and your direct loss, because if you, you study finances about the transfer of finance, it's like this is happening. Like this, so that's what that feels like. Looking at this, like this is beautiful. Everybody's like, you can just feel some of the weight lifting off of these people. Like I got that conversation. Yeah, because because that same buy, thing. Buy my my mother in law new house. Get her out the house. Buy my baby girl a car. Anyway, everybody was a lot happy. Yeah, and but, and that same thing happens in reverse. Literally. Black people consistently talk about what's going on, what's going on with society. And white people be like, and when I say white people, yeah. I'm talking about the psychosis of whiteness, the people that buy into yeah. whiteness as an idea. The whiteness that said that somebody was three-fifths of a human being, the whiteness that said that, hey, you got to tap dance, sing, and hold, uh, put your finger on your nose while you hold a handstand no, to be able to vote. That That's white. If you had just made better choices, yes, if we so, all had the same to make. Yes. The so that they walk around like, what do you mean? Everything's great. We're all equal. What what problems do you have, Tyrone? Right. So then Tyrone was like, shoot, get it how you live, player. Lady said, look at them. They walking around without a care of the world. I'm like, that's it. That's what you do. Imagine. You know 
<laughs> the only thing that would have made it a little more surreal is if after all that happened, all the black people in the offices that had the same voiceovers from Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just be like, oh, so this is what I sound like when I don't have a care in the world and I don't even need this job. Wow. <laughs> you know. Like they just came to but, work like, yo, you know, what up, man? How's it going? <laughs> but there was one thing that from that pool, and I, I hate being the downer person because I'm going to end up being the downer on this. But there was something that was said whenever that guy in the pool, before he, you know, offed himself, was that last line where he was like, yo, we're free of the game. We're free of it. And it was in that instance where I was just like, this is also where the other curse comes in. Because let's say in those elements, the, those reparations come through. While there is a transfer of financial wealth, it does not necessarily inherently mean that there was a transfer of systemic wealth. And so yes. whenever he was saying that, I recognize, you, you, it kind of sparked in me. I was like, if, when that happened, it literally removes, whether we like it or not, that, that ability to use that as a leverage point. And whether we, that's a good thing or a bad thing, which in my opinion, I think it's a good leverage point in terms of pushing systemic wealth in some instances, because whenever the responsibility is, yo, you guys can't talk about slavery anymore because you got paid. But what that means, if there's not the education on how to utilize that money, that money is going to return right back. And I actually found it a little bit interesting whenever he was as a waiter, because I was like, oh, is he really down or is he just delayed for the moment? Like, delayed. does yeah, the system just delayed. end up putting him right back into that place of power again? Because, yeah, because the, you yeah, don't because have any slide right back into the general manager of a restaurant. And that's that's Bingo. we've had a couple no. of conversations about reparations on uh on this channel. Now, as far as to hit to hit one thing, when you say, you know, um being able to like talk about uh you can't talk about slavery no more. Yes, we can. There's another group in America that has gotten reparations from at least three countries that I know of. And every time you turn around, there's a World War II movie. All right, so I'm gonna just let that. I'm gonna just let that sink in every time you turn around. So if we stop it, nobody tells them to stop it. And I don't. I'm like, yo, tell your history. But if you, if we can let them tell their history, I don't want to be told to shut up. So that's one thing. Well, hold on. Let me finish my point. Let me let me finish my point because it's fair. No one tells them to shut up, so I don't want to be told to shut up. If we ever, if we ever get our money, I don't ever want to be told to shut up. I'll be like, look, we can still tell our history. It's our history. Everybody get to tell theirs. Then on the second part, the the idea, even though it's funny to see it, like personally, this is an issue between this. This happens. All, even Mitch McConnell tried to make it like a personal thing. Please, people, understand. This is an issue between us and our government. Ain't nobody gonna take the rims off of your Prius, all right? So yeah. <laughs> you don't gotta worry about it, all right? And if you didn't, if you don't have the money, I mean, don't have your issue with all the money we send to all these countries for whatever they doing, whenever they do it, then why is the problem when there's money coming to us? Because you know, if there was a, you know that one of the last strongholds outside of judicial is financial terrorism on black people. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, like, yo, man, the last stronghold we really have, because if you look down, look back in the days with black towns, y'all said, y'all can't live with us. Go live by yourselves. And we did. Yep. And we did great. And then you were like, you're hey, doing so great, we got to kill them. So, <laughs> so this idea... Or turn it, or turn it into a lake. <laughs> yes, or turn it into a lake. But, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, um, 
Now there are two points on that. Like, um, one, the Jewish community that has gotten reparations from Germany for World War II, they're going to keep talking um, for two reasons. Number one, Germany is going to keep talking because Germany gave them one essence of a proper reparations. And I say one essence because reparations have got to be at least a 10-point plan, not just financial. But <clears throat> Germany gave a mea culpa. They said, we are sorry. We don't know how it got this bad, but what's the point is we let it get this bad. It ain't going to happen again. And um, we're going to build museums so that we don't forget what we did. And as soon as we see this stuff happening again, we coming down on it. And they right. that up. Okay. America. Never did that. It won't do it because nope. it doesn't want a cop to be the bad guy. Right. right. The number one exactly. thing the United States has always wanted to do was say, all right, we know we messed up with slavery. Can we, can we messed talk up. about it? And it's like, hold up. <laughs> you are now admitting that you did it, but you're not admitting, admitting any culpability. Yeah. Like, you know, um, we would like in on Manifest Destiny. We would like in on the Homestead Act. We would like in on the GI Bill. We would like in on the back pay for the GI Bill and the two generations that got left off the social security. We want the financial stability that came yep. from five generations of wealth. You know, um, we also want the education. We wanna make sure that our tax dollars go to our neighborhoods instead of the tax dollars that we're paying to the school around the corner, getting yep. out of books because 30% of what we're taking is going to the school across town that we will be put in jail for trying to enlist in right that stuff gone you know so it, it really is a matter of like america has got to drop its one resistance um or resentment um toward the fact that we're still angry over things that still happen you yep. know like we need payback from not just slavery but for reconstruction manifest destiny the homestead act the farming act the fact that our rights came 13th on a document that was only supposed to have 10. Yeah. So, um, so when it comes to all that, America, the government and the culture around it has got to come to terms with, we are sorry that this happened. Um, we can't let it happen again. And I am so sorry for what my grandfather did. I really am. I'm sorry for my great, great grandfather. I'm sorry that the woman who needed the National Guard, um, a platoon or at least a squad of National Guardsmen to escort her into school is still alive. Our bad. We can't let that happen again. And we're sorry for Rosewood and Philadelphia and Watts and Harlem and Central Park and uh, most of the Bible Belt and half of the Ozarks. Like, we're sorry about all that stuff, but we can't even get a moneyless and legislative less. Um, oh, yeah, sorry about the war on drugs. Sorry about, um, you know, sorry about, um, you know, putting crack into neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, like, I'm sorry. You, I want y'all to realize this. They put, they made commercials about saying no to drugs while they were putting drugs 
in the community. Like I want I want yeah. you to understand like and this wasn't like this wasn't like a million years ago. History wise this was yesterday. Also, America has to admit that yeah, like America also has to remember that the the complete infrastructure, well almost complete infrastructure of this country as you know it, the financial wealth of this country as you know it, the um the 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 um the uh the historic uh, Ivy League schools, the White House, our system of uh, you know uh, healthcare, doctors being able to uh, torture basically or experiment on human bodies, all of this stuff was built on the backs of slaves. Railroads, uh, railroads, roads, towns, all kinds of stuff. People were literally giving folks loans based on the amount of slaves. So the literal currency, everything okay. was built. Let's not, let's not forget convict trade, convict leasing. Okay, let us not so, forget convict leasing. So, and, so yeah, so all of lines. this, so all of this, like imagine there's two world wars and the youngest country is the deciding factor in each one. Why is that? Why is that? Maybe because they had a little leg up <laughs> with the amount of free cash that they just had to throw around. The literal credit system was based on the backs of slaves. Like, oh, yeah. man, you got, you got X amount of slaves? Cool, I know you'll pull XYZ amount of rice or sugar or cotton or whatever in. Cool, no, bro, no problem. I'll, I'll cake you off. All of that, all of it, everything was built on the backs of slaves. All of it. Hey, you take slaves out, point? it's gone. It doesn't and exist. Games, can I take that point and roll yeah. into uh, to homie who killed himself? First of all, <laughs> I am appreciative of this. You know, <laughs> look, I'm going to give a white man some credit. This actor who's playing this ghost, this tortured white man who keeps talking about, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Glovers, for hiring this dude. And let him keep. When he, I said, "Oh Lord, is it old boy?" I said, "It's old boy. It's about to be some shit." I said, "When he said the curse of whiteness is like, oh, here you go. You about to go here come whiteness." It's like, how long are you here for? Oh yeah, I owe a lot of money too. Well, my granddaddy, you know, you say this, and then you think he gonna go left or go right? Did he go left? He's like, but we deserve this though. Like, what did we do to them? Like, we took everything from them. And it's their turn. And, I, you know, I read, I, you got to look up his exact quote, but he said it just like what we just said. It's like, my granddaddy had me believing, like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I pulled my, my bootstraps. But he had a lot of help. And he had a lot mm -hmm. of kids. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, they addressed so much in that line. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not even talk about, let's not even talk about the rampant pedophilia that went on back then that we just <laughs> pretend like didn't exist. Rampant let's not even talk about that. Whatever else you want to get into, but and he said it so so smoothly. He's like, "Yeah, we deserve this, but it's okay." Like and to give point when he said, "But we we paying this, we got to pay it, but then we'll be free." But I also interpreted this. I kind of felt it coming. We said, "Yeah, we're gonna be free," and this yeah. is how you be free. I can't live anymore in this world without this power. So I'm free now. Shout out to yeah, because I don't know how to exist in this world without, without this without this complete Control. indifference. And let me explain this indifference to you. All right, so 
I watch, I keep up with news all around the country. I'm not just talking about CNN. I watch local news from like California, from Texas, from Florida, from all around. And I, I was looking at the news with Lady Lisa today. And I said, you know, it's been weeks. And we've seen all kinds of crime stories, arrests and everything. But we haven't seen one arrest, one crime with a white person. Do you think nope. white people just ain't committing crime? And I'm talking about <laughs> news. I was like news from New York City, D.C., Richmond, Virginia, Hampton area, uh, um, Atlanta, uh, Miami, uh, Houston, Dallas, uh, San Francisco. I watch news all around to see what's going on around the country. And I was like, do you think white people just ain't committing crime? I was like, that's that's the system that has you that has you like, I'm great. <laughs> so you can't live in that. You can't live in like, oh my God, now I gotta live in a place where it's like, no, you have to look in the mirror. Take the filter off, take the makeup off. This you. This you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he like, I can't take it. Yeah, the part that got me on that. The only crap I've seen was talked about. Was old boy Brett? I'm sorry, I just got mentioned Brett. I got to throw some Brett Far slander. It's uh -oh. the people, the white who stole all the damn food stamps in Mississippi. <laughs> Shout out Brett Far. Yeah, he <laughs> the money, a part of it. He ain't in jail yet, so that was the only thing I saw. But go ahead, Solar. Yeah, no. Um, so the part that got me about that was when he broke it down to now all this stuff that we built up, and my granddaddy this, and he had a lot of kids. And now your daughter has got to grow up without a father and she's got to build wealth on her own. At that yep. point, I was, I, I, my girl was out um, with a friend. I watched it and I swear you could hear the organs, a suit manifested around my body. <laughs> I pulled out a tambourine and I'm just like, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. That, now it's finally been said. It's finally been the system took away half of your family, took away all of your wealth. And now your kids have got to start from scratch. Right. Just like the past ever generations of most of us. You know, now granted. I do recognize where I come from. You know, I'm, I'm the beneficiary of my family's first, first generation of wealth. And my great grandparents that raised me were born in Texas in 1892. So we've been here a little while <laughs> and I got the first inheritance in my family. Okay. So I, I was very fortunate on that. My mom worked herself to death to get it, you know, and I'm very grateful that she did that. And I was grateful that we had advanced to the point where someone born in the 60s, or actually the early 50s, could work themselves to death so that in the 21st century, their children can get something. But the thing is, we're still five generations behind. And this mm -hmm. has always been my big, my big sticking point with the... I know this was bad, but, but, um, but people, <clears throat> um, because I'm like, look, I try and take the subject of personal racism off the table, not because I don't believe it exists. All right. I know a lot of the viewers are out there going, man, solar ain't done, but a sellout. You know, I got some cookies that are just like him, you know, type of thing. I get that. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I'm out there in the field, 
I got to spread the message in a way that'll take with the people that have the power to change things. Mm-hmm. So I take that stuff off the table. I'm like, okay, um, when your great grandfather was working all of this stuff, they, he worked himself to death. That was really admirable. My great grandfather was not legally allowed to have the tools that your great grandfather used. So I am much like your grandfather. That is where I am now. So you can't judge me or anybody in my neighborhood um, for not being where you are because we were held back. I'm like, do you not understand that in 1814, a person with my color skin was literally castrated and hanged publicly for wanting to read a book? Yeah. Okay. Like literacy was a capital crime for our people. So to say that, oh, well, that ended and y'all got schools. Oh, well, that ended. Yeah, look at the quality, look at the differences in the quality of schools up until 1973. And then when they dropped again in 84. Right. (laughs) You know. So we, we had maybe nine years of being on equal footing, and that was only because the suburbs were hurting too in the 70s. So when y'all are at our level, it's a national tragedy, but the moment y'all rise up a little bit as a whole, as a class, then the American caste system reasserts itself. Right. And it might not be class or caste de jura, but it has been class de facto. And you, Brad, are not the one who wrote the legislation, but you are the one who can vote for the person who wants to change it. Right. And that is where I'm sitting up. Um, I can't be militant. I I can't be militant. I can't get out there, you know, like Eddie Murphy and Saturday Night Live when he was funny going, kill the white people. You know, I can't do that. They got more guns. (laughs) <laughs> and they got more radios. <laughs> you know, they got the law on their side. All I got is some D&D dice and a head full of knowledge <laughs> and um, about D&D. No, but, um, but yeah, so it really is a matter of like raising that awareness, recognizing that there is a machine. There is a real machine out there in the system that is out there trying to squash the information, not even knowledge, which is information internalized and understood, but the information itself. Yep. <laughs> you know, like every time I hear a white person quote the quote Martin Luther King's um, phrase of, you know, color, skin, not content of character, I'm like, what was the next line of the speech? <laughs> forget the rest of his writing just what was the next line of that speech the last person i heard say that nonsense you know this person and most mike you probably do remember dabo sweeney who makes all this money off all all these great black players he was (laughs) quoted he did it with such a dead dead eye stare i'm like right your ass up like please please, i don't want to get like people pretend like that's hey. the only speech or the only statement that Martin ever made. They and conveniently they forget how Martin contextualized his speech about four to five years later in another interview where he was like, you know, he was basically speaking about his speech himself and also the state of blackness in America. He was like, you know what? And I mean, to distill it down, you can look for it. It's a uh, 
I want to say it's an ABC interview from like, it's like five years after the March on Washington. So this is him looking back and seeing like, what have we gained? What have we lost kind of thing? And he's looking back and basically he's on some like, yeah, I was way too optimistic. I really, I really thought y'all were worth something. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was probably tripping a little bit. I, I trust, I trusted in the good nature a little bit too much. And I recognize this system ain't all it's cracked up to be. Reacting to what we were marching for, but they were reacting to the atrocities that were being done to us as we were marching. Yeah. <laughs> and th that, that Martin is, especially since this is five years later and he's very close to his death, it's a very sobering interview because not only do you see a man who's, well, and also probably more starting to align with the likes of like Stokely and the likes of Malcolm because he's looking back at look like kind of like I've said before, like, well, dude, what, what else do you expect? Like we done marched, we done held hands, we done sang, we done begged, we done pled. What else do you want? And Martin in this interview is basically on that energy like, I'm looking at this and we've got nothing. Actually, it's getting worse now. And the, it's so they never want to reference that interview. They never, all they want to reference is like everybody's together, guys. Rainbow Coalition. Like yeah. we're all smiling. I want to ask a question though, in reference to, and this is kind of going back to the episode. So sorry, y'all, if anybody's there, but no, you good. Open minds to listen, y'all good. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is a question I re I read up on this about the the ghostly white man, if you will, or the spirit. Of, yeah. of the curse. The curse <laughs> yeah, of whiteness. I found out his name, remember he said, my, oh, this, my name is, well, he said, my name is Ernest. Yeah. And it's a play on Earn. Do you think that this is a reference to Earn some type of way down the line? I wondered, I wondered about that. Because he was like, seen in a dream inside a dream that Earn was having. So, yes. I was I was wondering about this when he said his name was Ernest. Dream yeah. everything in Atlanta is not what it seems, or it's a fable, right. it's a fairy tale. Everything that's home, while Ern and them are out on the road, Atlanta is gone to this bizarre. Has gone to the Twilight Zone. So <laughs> <laughs> we are we are not peace, but black. We are not <laughs> kids anymore in Atlanta. We are not in Atlanta anymore, Atlanta. We are. Nah, in spaces swear. between different <laughs> voids and planets uh, or whatever dimensions. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> so I just wonder we cut down trees up in here. <laughs> <laughs> in the real world, they cut down hundreds year old trees and ladder. We get reparations, so it's like the madness. I I just wonder where this is. I don't know. I don't have any predictions. I'm not even gonna try to predict. But yeah. I guess do y'all find that a little? Do you think that's out? It's a reason that, that this white man is also named Ernest and it's I think so. I just don't know where they're gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't really see it. I, I don't really see it. Um Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I just I it. just wanted to bring it up because somebody brought brought this up. I seen in an article. It's like, huh. So this is second appearance. I just know keep I can't wait to see his third appearance. Cause if he he had already killed him, he was already a ghost, he'd have committed suicide. What can this dude do the next time he pops up? Oh, don't like, I he's already he's gonna die. I mean, you can guarantee that he's gonna be yeah. dead. 
<laughs> now, when, uh, when the episode started, uh, throw this to Gip. Gip, how far did you think we were going to go? Because the episode starts and you hear the radio conversation. <laughs> and we hear the radio conversation even after old girl makes this uh, random black guy get out of line so that old boy can come up to the front. Yep. So just you see like basic like small stuff. And then you hear the radio. How far did you think this was going to go? Did you? Because see, I'm now one of those Atlanta watches where I'm like, nah, I'm looking in the back of the frame. I'm looking inside of the right. Forest. I'm pausing. I'm like, nah, I know how y'all do. <laughs> like, like, so, so for me, you know, initially I, I, I thought it was something that was going to end up having us cross paths. Like this guy was going to end up crossing paths with Earn and, and Paperboy and all of them. And then after a little bit, I was just like, okay, this looks like the referencing point. And then I went, I was like, okay, is this going to be one of those situations where it's going to play into the fear of white people, but it's going to throw back into the, into the, 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 the theme of the, the, the torture of white people. Cause like, remember whenever like he drove off in the car and then another car came out, I, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. is it that black dude that's going to go? And then nothing happened with it. So I was yeah. basically like, okay, we're going to get like something that's going to be throw us off like the first episode did, but, but, you know, it's going to mean something. And then nothing happened. And I went back to blank after that, because like you, it's just like, I I'm, I'm suspiciously paranoid of what exactly <laughs> it is. And like, what are your overtones? You tell me your overtones right now. Yeah, it's like, what, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Right this second, don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me. Lie to me. When I, when I first saw when I saw that scene, um, I saw the foreshadowing. I, I saw that it was foreshadowing, but foreshadowing to what? I could not tell you. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you get the microaggressions of the black dude being pushed out of line, so the white dude who wasn't paying attention could put up while the radio announcement was talking about the SpaceX thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the key in that the key in that scene was the brother that got out of line because he was like no nah, it's cool it's cool it's cool and that yeah he didn't even trip really no he didn't and that was the tip off for me at the end of the episode i'm like he knew this was coming it was like no nah, you can have my place in line because you're about to lose everything else mother. <laughs> <laughs> and they also yeah. mentioned the he took that cookie and he basically stole it, and nothing happened to him. Yeah, right. Yep. And he just and he wound up eating that cookie in the room when he was crying to himself. Yeah, because he didn't yeah. have true. That was the whole thing. It was the insurmountable whiteness of being, where <laughs> the um the audience has to pay real close attention, much like the characters, to see how life is different for this guy even in the face yeah. of all the excuses that he's making he's blind to all the benefits that he's <laughs> been getting you know um, homie brought up homie brought up the byzantine empire <laughs> yo look this is also the reach the reach Yo, the reason white people will throw up on you, son. Oh, when you be trying to, they be like, they be like, but the Byzantine, like, I was, I was chilling watching this with Lisa. Lisa was like, wasn't that like right after Jesus died? I was like, yo, that had to be like 200 AD. I googled it, 330 AD, bro. No, I'm still, no, no. I want to hear. This man said, if we have to get over some, if we have to get over something that hasn't even ended, and when we're talking about actual 
segregation ending just with our parents, well, depending on how old you are, just with our parents, if we got to get over that, bruh, it's 330 AD. Stop it. Just that stop it. Stop it. That is a really interesting thing because every time these conversations are, are framed, okay, um, I'm, I'm along with the, oh, okay, I got to get over slavery. You know what? Just for the purpose of this conversation, I'll let it go. I will let go of slavery. I will not let go of Reconstruction. Yep. I will not let go of Jim Crow. I yep. will not let go of redlining. I will not let go of credit ratings. I will not let go of discriminatory housing practices. Yep. I will not let go of discriminatory college practices. I will predatory not let go Lindy. of the fact that a we need an affirmative action law. Um, and then once it actually worked, I will not get over the fact that it was then removed putting us back into the same situation that we were before because the same people that made it so that we needed affirmative actions are still the same business people who are practicing those hiring practices. So we can't get over, you know, so, okay, I'll let slavery go. It was a long time ago. I will not let go of the fact that if I get on my motorcycle today, I still need a green book to drive cross country. How's that? You know, I won't let go of the fact that driving while black is so much of a thing that there is a name for it and it is known across the country. Can we at least say that? Right. We can't even have legalization of weed be equal. You know, we can't even do that. Right. All the, you know, I don't want to hear about billionaires smoking weed on, you know, that podcast show or such and such, blah, blah, blah. Blah. Not while there were people that were locked up 10 years ago for having a dime bag and still locked up. And then once they get out, they still can't go back to selling weed, which is normal, profitable, and taxable. So, so I don't we... even think about the taxable part, but they make they're gonna make the licenses so hard whenever it's eventually legal. Like Louisiana, we kind of you know, we're a red state that leaves purple at times. We grow some good green stuff out here. Like, uh, you know, we agriculture. We might eventually agriculture. become legal. We we got the medical part. So wow. we leading. We leading. But we'll see. It's going to yeah, be we'll so check hard. It out, bro. I live you in know, California. And we got, we were like one of the first four because it was Colorado, Washington, yeah. and California. Um, in that order, actually. That legalized it for medical, then legalized it for recreational. But... Here in Los Angeles, here in California, if you are a convicted felon, you cannot open a weed dispensary. Okay. So, and that's part of the system. Guess what felony most of the people who want to sell weed are guilty of? Yes. So, once it was made legal, the record should have been expunged. And those were the people that should have been given at least state grants to become tax providing business people in a field that we know they were already decent at. It's right. not like they but ain't got a trade. It's all, a, it's all <laughs> about completely, completely locking down the industry and, and then kicking out all competition. And then and all of that, a sudden, 
Oh, it's it's beautiful now. It's it's trendy now. It's fun now. It's this, sexy. You see, the you see these brands doing the same the thing. Stockholders of most of the of most of the corporations that that have the largest hold in that field, and you will find that most of the highest level of stockholders of the weed market are not just white people, but they are white Republican legislators. Yep. Of course. Okay. The only, in fact, the only reason it's legal here. Because some white farmers who had cancer pushed the bill, say, look, goddammit, I gotta fight these <laughs> diseases, this condition. Y'all want this, y'all want this shit we sell? I'm sorry, Mike, but I just got I'm, I'm just being honest. But the way yeah, they yeah. want we need this weed to be legal and we need to start this. So at least shout out to Southern University, because it can only be done or manufactured through LSU and Southern uh agriculture centers right now. Do some type of ways. It's trickling down. It's gonna take time. And I don't even smoke it, but like to go back to Mike's point. Think about all the people who don't go to college. What if they just went to school and agriculture for that to be growers and other things that deal with that whole industry right there that can give a lot of people jobs that will get them out of maybe hugging the block. It's maybe once again the government outright picking winners and losers. We spent a good 30, 40 or so years locking people up for this, hyper-incarcerating and targeting people that look like this for it. Now, now, what we'll do is tell... Post-incarceration. Okay, post-incarceration yes. is yes. another barrier that we the face whole, harder yes. than anybody else in this country. The whole issue of what, so, whether you can vote <laughs> or not, or whether you can open a business or not, all these things. Then we say... Oh, look at Brad. He has a new shop open. Let's do a let's do a local story on him. Did you see Brad with this new shop? Let's walk through it. Let's bring the cameras. Let's have a a, a groundbreaking ceremony. I was like, ain't this side, interesting? Ain't this about a <laughs> so here in LA, I don't know if you remember Solar, when that weed shop got shot up, and I'm pretty sure you and I know why it got shot up. I was like, can't cry over it. Cause I know where that frustration's coming from. Now, yeah. do I do I say that everybody should just be shooting up stuff? But y'all knew, y'all knew what y'all was doing. Y'all knew what. And do you think people was? Do you think people that solved their issues with bullets was going to take this lion down? You was going to put your shop in their neighborhood? Did you think when that when that shop got shot up? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, there's going to be some more of that too. Like, and I just want to say, ninety-two, because when the stores got part. burned, those were stores that were given on immigrant, on immigrant loan programs to open businesses that were not available to the people that lived in the places that these shops opened. And then Rodney King, and then Open Real Estate, which is still open thirty years later. You know. So, you know, they just, they, they forget the lessons or maybe they bank on it to push some sort of financial wizardry. I know mm -hmm. a lot of things, but when it comes to how money works, that is a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma when you're trying to think long-term. Right. You know? All I know is that back in the day when we were on drugs, nobody gave a damn about us, called a crackhead, treated us like that. Even at my job, we have to have this literature about the opioid crisis. Now it's opioids. <laughs> now it's this. Now, now, now we gotta cry. Now it's time for us. Everyone, let's cry for them. I, like on one hand, when the opioid, when the uh, the I can't remember the name of the the company that made the opioids that like sort of got in trouble, but they didn't because they got to throw it off on the business. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Don't find them a dollar. Don't find them a thing. 
I don't, yeah. I don't want them to look at jail. I don't even want them to even step in court. You want to know why? Enjoy it. Because I remember, or I remember, y'all were cracking eggs on the stove. Remember? I remember that. Remember, brother, <laughs> I remember that. I remember my brain on drugs. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all those omelets. Just say no, Brad. Come on, Chad. Just say no. This is what remember Pee Wee Herman holding crack? They pumped all the drugs in there. And they thought the dr the drugs were just gonna affect us. Don't While we turn into the states. guns. <laughs> they pumped the guns in too. Yeah, yeah, they true. The guns the drugs, and they thought it was gonna go away. Please. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> so I right, so uh, Pete, this I did want to I did want to touch on a, a polarizing figure on this episode. Um, can we give some love to your girl Shaniqua? Um, shouts out to Shaniqua. Shaniqua did not play. <laughs> Shaniqua was like, oh, this place is nice. Jamal going to like this. <laughs> I love Yo, every, uh, every second of it. Every second. Yo, homegirl said she still had a job, but she had time to come out with a megaphone, though. She was like, and I'm on break. Don't slam my door. Don't slam my door. <laughs> she said, don't slam my door. That was classic. Yo. I get where it was coming from, but I wasn't down with it. I wasn't yeah, I, I, yeah, I was the same. Look, I, the intention made sense to me. It I was just, funny. Like, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. It was it funny, was, but it was also like the most aggravating it because it's it's that it's that I, you know, it, it, it's kind of ironic because it's like it's kind of rec reminiscent of what happened in Zimbabwe. Was it Zimbabwe or? Zambia, no, in Zimbabwe. You know, whenever the uh, the black farm, whenever the government uh, had black farmers take over the land of the white farmers, like it kind of threw into that same element uh, a little bit. But it was just so annoying because it was just like, look, you're gonna get money. Just just go through a lawyer. There's got to be let, lawyers let out here that are going to take this money for let you. Let me let me present this and why it was genius to have in the middle of this to have. Yes, she was loud, but she was consistent. She was right, and she didn't let off the gas. While he was trying to shush it away, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to expose, I'm going to peel all your layers back and have you raw, like the rawest of onion, and you're going to feel all this pain because my, like, when you get down to the heart of it, your granddaddy owed my granddaddy. And yeah. she had some, you know, some serious moments where she kind of, before the humor started again or the annoyance or whatever, she like, it would be nice to have that now, wouldn't it? And she put up that bullhorn and stayed on his ass. I mm. loved it. And because mm. he could not hide from it. He could not yeah. run from it. And <laughs> how many times when, like you just said, the media, who they showing getting arrested? Who they showing committing the crimes? Who got to pay for it? Because I, I, I was sitting there today. I was like, yo, it's been like Weeks, maybe months. Like we ain't seen one they call, they white dude get arrested for nothing. They Meanwhile, all we see is that they they violence guns black person over and over and over, over and over and over and over. And I'm like, well, I, I was like, do you think white people just ain't committing crimes? <laughs> like, like, you think you, you, you see think like there's just no or I also no one else. I'm serious, bro. I'm serious for weeks. I ain't seen an Asian commit a crime. I, no, sorry. There was just an Asian lady in Houston. There was a murder-suicide. 
they never showed her husband, so I guess he might have been Asian, but I don't want to throw, be like, Asians only be marrying Asians. But, I mean, he sounded like he had an Asian name, so that that's the one crime. That's out of weeks. I ain't seen a Colombian crime. I ain't seen a Hawaiian crime. I ain't seen nothing. All I've seen is black crimes. And it's so if you grow up in this system, you're like, oh, well, only black people can make crimes because I ain't seen nobody else do that. Can, can I give our Asian brothers, our Asian sisters a little love in a second? And I mean that facetiously, but no hate to y'all. Nah, nah. Um, Some of them are too busy being shot. And white people say crazy about crazy things about them behind their back as, a, as women. She wrote uh, that article. Y'all can go find it. Nah. I, 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 love, I watched the podcast on it. And like y'all shocked on it. And the Latina and the black women had to say, welcome to the club, partner. Welcome to the club. <laughs> you, you, like no. the curse of whiteness is, is the, the Atlanta is doing. I'm telling you. Atlanta killing Atlanta, you. Atlanta's doing is going to happen in real life. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. See, where I'm sitting up on our girl Shaniqua is... I'm down with what she did. I didn't like the way that she did it. Okay. Um, it's when a favor. Come, when it comes, like, I, I do say, stay on his ass. Okay. Do not. <laughs> I, I, I say exactly. Okay. However, showing up at the job with the bullhorn, <laughs> I'm like, that's a little far. Jack in his house. That's where it was. They was chilling. They was out front chilling. Homie had to get out, run on him. Then homie had to chase the car. I'm like, all right, look. Those Um, that is that is the black man that DL Hughley says is on the minds of white people. It was that guy who was doing his uh huh, (laughs) running like he was in Get Out. Uh, That's where exactly. But yeah, and I'm just like, okay, look. Um, I'm with riding him. Okay, I'm really with riding them. But my thing is, we've seen too many overweight, obnoxious black women on TV. We don't need another one. Had she shown okay, up, okay. had she shown up quietly being like, had they had they filmed her like a monster, like the monster from It Follows, where everywhere he turned, she was there. And she didn't have to say nothing. She didn't have to do nothing. Just, you know, I'm here. And everywhere he turns, it's either her or his lawyer and the yeah. lawyer coming in, being quiet, saying, so this is what needs to be done or a scene has to be made. You know, I'm with that, that that personal terrorism, but not the terrorism that exemplifies the worst parts about what they think about us. Can I disagree? Okay, okay. or not disagree, but this is why I'm not tripping, because it's only 40 minutes. Maybe if we have more time. Sure. But also, this is kind of seen through his lens. And what could be more emasculating to a white man who's losing his power? I just think that whether if it's in his mind or whatever, because I take it as, yeah, these are things that's happening. And this all might be a dream. So we don't know how what's how this is going to last or whatever. This might be Ern's dream. Right. What's ever going back in Atlanta? So I get that. I like how loud it was. That's just me. No, I, I do get that, but no I already have a problem. And I love this show. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I am a preacher for this show. Every person that I meet, I'm like, you ain't seen Atlanta? Oh my God, you got to check this out. Look <laughs> at that guy. Jim Crow is a man, but to me, he is a ghost. I'm like, all oh, there the, the whole time. However, this show has a problem with the way that it depicts women. 
Okay. And I get that this is a show from the standpoint of Earl. Like I said, Darius, life goals. Alfred is who we really should be trying to be like. <laughs> yes. I would love to be Alfred. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because, you know, that, that's don't a cool dude. He's like, this is just... When I saw him in jail in Europe, I'm like, well played, my man. Well played. But um, Van is written poorly. Um, and most other women that show up on the show are written poorly. Like, we get to see a little bit of her stress, but the way that she reacts to it and her interaction with the rest of the characters, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. And most of the other women that have been on here have been sex workers on certain levels. And I get that that is kind of the point that he's trying to push, which is a good, um, the most obvious place for a black woman who wants to get ahead in this world is as a sex worker. And if you don't want to go there, I'm talking Vanessa's girl that was dating all the, the sports players. I'm talking the the one that married the white guy and, he, and with the mansion and the political hookups and all that stuff. Um, and I get that they're really trying to do this. If you can't be sexualized for opportunity, there's really no place in this world. But the way that they're showing it and the lack of human moments with Vanessa really paints women in a bad light. And I, I, they, they really do need to fix that. They really do. I disagree wholly, but I, I'll let you, I'll let you add it. I, I disagree. I, mean, I feel like, I feel like she's had tons of human moments and tons I, of shouts to, shout to Marquita and Sade calling her the Shea Butter Queen. But I think she's had tons of human moments. Yes. But I think I think she's a perfect part of the crew where they're these like kind of like they all messed up. And something's going on with Van. Some something's going on with Van this season. I don't know what it is, but she's spaced yeah. out this season. Like she like she's like, oh, I just need a vacation. Like, uh, something going on. I don't know what's up. Right. What does your vacation have to be with them on that part? If you can fly, if you can fly to Holland. From Atlanta, you can fly to anywhere from Atlanta. Yeah. The plane tickets don't cost that much more, and a lot of them cost less. So I'm just gonna know. say this: I'm happy she's a I'm happy she's for the ride. You know, give me all the fans. So don't give me all the Zazzy beats all day. Give me all the Zazzy I, mean, I love her as a dope. But for, for what it's worth, mm-hmm. there that that chillish kind of woozy demeanor that Van has is very the same as Zazie Beat's actual character. Like, <laughs> you had to listen to her in an interview. Like, it's very synonymous. So I wonder if She's this like, is writing or this is just I tapped into the acting too hard. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I mean, Zazie just being herself. Reach some level of mental freedom or she's going to have a mental, like, or she might just completely break down. Homegirl was just pushing people in the pool, casually (laughs) stealing. Then she just bounced and went and got some food and just like, I was like, yo, like, something is wrong. And I don't know, maybe it's because I I didn't grow up in the South, but is it really like that? Like when you and your, like, when you go out with your crew, you just know somebody going to get left? Because this one, it was Vanessa. 
Um, Can I say this? Season one, um, when Homie got hit by the invisible car, <laughs> Darius Can was I already at home eating, eating, eating cereal. When all that stuff to answer your question, Solar, and Gift yeah. probably noticed I'm a little bit older than Gift. All I know is during Bayou Classic, if some stuff break down, you better move your ass. All right, yeah. sometimes you better either hit, you better zigzag. You better hit the corners. You better know what. Better know the meeting point. Bayou you Classic sound like sound like that joint could Bayou be a Classic. great <laughs> time with so like, eight. Okay, because I'm just because I'm sitting no, up going, I'm you know, saying. every time they go to a party, somebody ends up getting left. <laughs> I, I, we were talking about this in the last episode. We've been to some <laughs> parties where, like, I remember uh, we talked about this last episode. We I've been in a party. Where I see grimy dudes walking in, before I get my coat from coat check, a fight has already started. Like yeah, so, I yeah. already know. Like I, I see them all. I'm like, uh, time to roll, time to go. Yeah, I time. know, yeah. I know how these do. They come in. They're wearing black Air Force Ones. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> come on, you you been places. You see black people running the other way. Do you ask questions? No, you don't. Well, Yo, like, it, it, or um, I, I every, every exactly city welcomed around our people and social environment. So uh, most of my clubbing and party stuff was at like heavy metal clubs okay. and punk rock clubs. Yeah. It's the places where you could sell drugs and not get arrested because they don't get raided. All I do, yeah, you know. <laughs> so it that coat be going around though. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, grandma, serving plates. If somebody running. Get your ass out of there. Yo, no. look, yeah. bounce. No. Like, right, or, um, cookouts. I've been, but see, I know that happens at the cookout, but I, I, yeah, I ain't never really worse. been able to get into the club because I didn't have the right shoes, you know. It's, or this have you been in this situation? Usually, every city has those two schools that when they play football, somebody could get to shoot, like, every you know. Shoe. I'm saying that, like two schools where <laughs> whenever they play Why each other, <laughs> usually, usually there's rivalries between some schools, but there's always two schools that like they live, like even their principals would fight each other. Like it's just I don't know what it is. Like they like they just hate it's, one another. And of course, you know you would, like you have been to my house. Of course, I have been to those. Schools. So like you know you be at a game live, and you chilling, you kicking it at the game, school. minding your business, walking around, and all yeah. of a sudden it's time to run. Like, yeah, Mike, <laughs> you can't even go to a certain stadium where different schools, like like Memorial Stadium here, it's a bigger stadium where people rotate. Bro. You can't even go to the fair there. Mike, much less you live in the city that has both the Lakers and the Clippers. Why are you asking that question? <laughs> Not the Lakers and the Clippers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. Yo, just, shout, shout yeah, to the forum, like, yo. No. Shout to the forum. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And shouts like, and, and from my city, shouts to Huguenot and George with high school. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to y'all. Shouts to Huguenot. Shouts to George with y'all. Look, I hey, can give look. you a list. Y'all know who y'all like is, but over this show, you know, y'all know who y'all is. Y'all know how y'all get down. Just you know, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's all right. Here it goes any school whose cheerleaders they don't really cheer; they just stomp real loud. The you know, <laughs> you, you, know. you know, you know, where at least two members of the drill team got some Vaseline with them. 
<laughs> and like, you know, like, oh man, let me. Uh huh. Like, yo, it'll be like cheerleaders. She got dick. She got dickies under them. All of a she got. Yo, they got Timberlands <laughs> on, like you know. <laughs> like where you think it's come from, man? Are you ready to scrap? Like just in case yo, I on need that you. Note, I gotta go, you guys. I gotta go pack for this trip, but. Dude, I, I I loved it. I loved it. All right, dude. Yo. Since you bounced, let's go in and jump into this and do this real quick. Final thoughts, gift, what you got? Look, uh, they brought they brought another element of the curse of whiteness. I am excited to see what this next episode that actually involves Earn and Paperboy and Darius is gonna be because the last time we did, we got assisted suicide. So now <laughs> to be able to go. I laughed so hard on that one. <laughs> Assisted suicide and, a, and and some logging. And some logging. Like, I, I am hyped to see what's going to happen for this next episode. But in this one, you know, it, it, it's just, it, there's there's calmness and chaos in my soul in, in being able to see these effects of direct reparations and then what could, what could happen, which almost will not probably ever happen but what could happen as a result of it alright and where can they find you yo guys can find me on uh, all platforms TikTok, uh, TikTok, Instagram Facebook, Twitter Snapchat, all gift time or gift time rugby you can check it through and then of course check out gifttimemedia.com uh, you guys find everything. Uh, let us know our rugby trips. Check out our documentary. See what we're going up to. And, yo, it's a different world coming up. HBCU Rugby Classic 2023. Look out for it. Yeah. yeah. I got to get you on soon when I get a chance to start. That's Let's what's go. Up. That's what's up. All right. And on to Coop. You know what I'm saying? Final thoughts. Where can they find you? Well, first of all, you can find me. Yes, I'm bringing props like I'm carrot top. Oh. <laughs> Don't use the, uh, you know, the exclamation mark. But blurge, spell the same way. Blurge.com. That's www.blerd-ish.com. Sale is going on right now. Um, use code blurred 422 I don't know why they gave me this code. Uh, in my merch store. And then the real, <laughs> then the full sale starts on, on excuse me, April 13th through the 17th. Comes back in the month, 27th through the 30th. You can find me tomorrow if you're in Louisiana, South Louisiana, or anywhere close by at St. Tammany Toy and Collector Con. I'll be with Ground Nova. Got merch, stuff, comics. Uh, we're going to have art. Um, you'll be able to see that sign. You'll find us. Um, we're going to be one of the few black people there. <laughs> it's mer- it's merchants. <laughs> but check us out. And, of course, go to the website, follow the podcast, and many different things. Find me on Instagram, blur period ish. I'm now on Twitch and also on our Facebook page. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. That episode was dope. It was just dope. I had fun with it. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see more of this curse of whiteness. And I can't wait to see how the 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 ghost ups the ante. Like is he gonna <laughs> is he gonna jump off a building? Stay tuned. Is he gonna jump off a building? <laughs> Oh man, it, it's 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 sad that he had to do that. But I mean, hey, you know, it's tough out there. So Solar, <laughs> Solar, okay. uh, final thoughts, and where can they find you? Final thoughts. This episode is 
if y'all watching this and you haven't watched the episode, be grateful because if um if you think you're just turning on another episode of Atlanta, it's like watching the season premiere from this year. It seems disconnected. <laughs> And it's just like, oh man, I want to see what's up with the boys in Europe. And what am I watching? <laughs> what, what, what just happened? Well, I, I don't understand. I, I feel like in the back of my mind, I got Chris Tucker standing over me, telling me how I just got knocked out. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm looking forward, given that I'm seeing a pattern. You know, episode one wasn't related, two, three were related, four was not related. So if they keep up this pattern, Okay, then we got episode seven, where we're going to separate from our main group. And given that the first one was a kid being sold into slavery, the second one was um, a surreal vision of reparations. I'm thinking that the next one is going to be a surreal look at Afrofuturism through the eyes of the lens of this show. Um, And that you know, because the themes are going forward in time. And I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really kind of digging that. So I'm looking at that. And um, I'm really hoping that that's kind of the place that it's going. Um, and can't wait for next week's episode. I want to see what's up with our main crew. Um, want to see how the life lessons of Paperboy can be applied to living a normal life and <laughs> how to get me to the next step on my road to the Zen of Darius. And um, if y'all are interested, y'all can find me Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. on twitch.tv slash BID underscore P. You can also reach out and get to know me um, via backinthedeck at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media that we all have but nobody likes also at Back in the Deck. So thanks for calling me in on this one, man. Uh, seriously, I, w- I was like, oh, he's asking me to be on an Atlanta panel? <laughs> yeah. Wait, serenness? Well, I don't always know what everyone's watching, so. Well, I'm just so. thinking, like, why haven't you called me before? Because this is a show about a black weirdo by a black weirdo. And I'm like, why am I not in your first three calls? Well, the, the show has been gone for so long. I was just like Fair. getting back Fair. into the, you know. It's been gone for so long, but now we back. We back and we speeding towards the end. So um, my final, I'll say my final thoughts on this. Uh, linking to the to Ernest statement about my what my grandfather told me. I'll say this. All those people that were in those lynching photos, smiling and cheesing, their lineage didn't stop at that photo. They got kids. That mentality of the of the pure joy that you see in those photos, they put that in their children. This is yeah. what you let you know. They didn't they didn't they didn't raise their children and be like, oh, this is bad. Nah, we, we were completely wrong. Culture didn't is what that. becomes normal when you're not looking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just be just be aware, not only did they teach their grandkids that they did everything on their own and they had absolutely no help and they were this, that, and the third. They also taught them about other people that didn't look like them and how they should be treated or how they are or how to treat them. You know, th- just be aware because it's, it's definitely yeah. happening. You know, you look David at those Duke photos, it's like alive. some of those, yeah some of those, still yeah, alive. yeah, some of those people he, still alive. Some, some, <laughs> some most of them. All well, I'm just saying, I mean, since I don't know them, I mean, some people might have died, you know, might have, you know, 
I don't know, but the had spirit? a heart attack or something. I don't know. But, but <laughs> and also linking it to thinking of saying that the curse of whiteness might be a ghost. Thinking of the, uh, there was a meme that I saw on Facebook saying, I know ghosts aren't the way they do it in Hollywood because if they were, there wouldn't be any white people left on earth. <laughs> 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 like, 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 and I ain't going to front. Like, I mean, I mean, it's funny when you read it, but then when you look like, perfect example, like we just found out about that lake. Like we just found out about that lake mo on a national scale. Like what about a year or two ago? Like if ghosts, if ghosts were the way ghosts were on TV or in movies, you would have mass amounts of white drownings in that. You know what I'm saying? You, you, right. it would be like this weird. Like it would be like mass amount. Like you would, you couldn't have no. Um, you're not going to have a situation where it's like paranormal activity or uh, a situation where. Uh, you're yeah. looking at like conjuring. It's not gonna happen because if that was the case, if paranormal activity was the way it was and ghosts were real the way they are in movies, then every area that had ever been redlined where they literally codified yeah. law saying that black people can't live in this area, white people would just like be dead overnight you know and they'd happened? be like, How did it happen? <laughs> you know what happened? It'll be like that explosion in the cure at the end of the movie where everything just <laughs> in a cloud of smoke. It'll just be gone. All that paranoia activity, it, it just ghost. be gone. Everything just disappear. When the ghost tail, everything goes just bust bust open. No. I would actually <laughs> like to find an alternative history fiction where <laughs> all of the benefits of white supremacy were literally taken away from America all at once, just all of them. Okay, just all at once, and all the black people gone along with all the latinos gone like okay you get you get your land and you get potatoes now let's see where this goes you believe it or not charles s dutton i cannot remember the play he did this years ago i remember this clip on a senior hall it was on okay. a much smaller level but it was like they did it in dressed as white people and one day all the black people were gone i this it was wonderfully done and acted he played like the mayor, and the mayor was angry at black people, but he was so sad because he like, I need y'all. I hate y'all, but I need y'all. It was like a mental, like, I remember this clip. Somebody find this. If y'all can find this play, I wish they had, I hope they have it somewhere. You find it. It's probably in Charles S. Dutton, uh, his information, but I know he did this because he did a clip on Arsenio Hall. Okay, I remember okay. that. Word up. I mean, I'm like just everything that was built by denying black people as well. So mm -hmm. all of the benefits, the manifest destiny, the redlining, the credit stuff, all the stuff that we brought to the table um, from then to now, including music, literature, all that stuff. What if it just disappeared one day? Just what would the country look like? And I don't mean disappeared in modern memory, but I mean like one day it just happened and none of it were here. And that, that would be an interesting alternate history story. So yeah, Confederate States of America is a good one too as well. Hmm? Uh by Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that was one that kind of touched upon that too. Kind of a oh, mockumentary. Cool. Yeah, so I still gotta That's work on the time machine to go back for Woodrow Wilson. But uh <laughs> Mm. Oh. Or go back in time and stop Andrew 
was it Andrew Jackson that stopped? Because initially we were going to get reparations. And whatever, whoever was the president at the time, Andrew Jackson, so somebody was like, nah, 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 forget that. We ain't doing that. And then that changes everything. Well, Wasn't not James everything. Monroe? I mean, I mean, oh, racism was still racism was yeah, still yeah, happening. It might but have been Monroe. It also might have sounds been like a Monroe thing. thing. But yeah, because uh, this is when uh, we were supposed to get forty acres of the mule, and yeah. they had already outlined it. They had picked the land they were going to give and all that. that and was... then the president was like, "Nah." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so, but with that said, guys, of course, NERD, SOUL, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All them places, hit that thumbs up. If you like what you're seeing, hit that thumbs down. If you don't, but if you hit that thumbs down, I right, earn is gonna get you. All right, he's gonna come <laughs> to your dreams. He's gonna come to your dreams and he's gonna haunt you. All right, he's you like don't want to Freddy Cougar, but more racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Tomorrow, we got some cool stuff coming. We got Halo coming, we're gonna be talking about Young Justice tomorrow. Uh, we got Beast Vibes Life on Sunday. We got Picard on Sunday. And we might be talking about Sonic 2. We might be talking about Sonic 2. We'll you see. doing Young Justice tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do Young Justice tomorrow. Sometime tomorrow night, I'm going to do Young Justice. It's back. Hey, I'm, I'm ready to see. Back? Young Justice yes. is back. I'm ready to it's see. It's very much so back. Okay. Because yes. <laughs> I'm like, I, I heard back and I'm ready to see. Canceled, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, they, they put it on like. hold for Peacemaker. But anyway, guys, we love all of right? From us to you, thank you for watching. We're going to leave you all with some black comics. Go to Blurtish.com, get some black comics. And until next time, y'all stay real. And remember that reparations is direct cash payments and the eradication of the system that uproots right, everyone from their homes, their lives, the ability to just live free as a black person. That means the destruction of white supremacy. Don't forget that. Till next time, we out. Peace. Mm. Peace. Mm. Cut the check. <laughs> 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 <laughs>